Welcome to Mystery House Cyrus and Apps. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm Aaron Weir, and this is a teen drama fan cast. All right, there you go. I thought you might throw a mystery cast or something. Like that. I I almost did, but I like didn't want to tip my hand about what we watched, even though we're gonna tell them right now. Yes. So we <laughs> so it's uh it's a week off from Riverdale because they're doing like a bi-weekly thing for I don't know how long. Which is melting my brain. I every week I get confused about what week it is and when the shows are. Yeah. Even though our episode comes out on the same day the new show comes out, I can't. Yeah. Well, I, I it's melting my head. I actually think that's more confusing. Um. Yeah, so we, but we're here. Obviously, it wasn't Riverdale, so we've got to be talking about something. And you've already read the title of the episode, Which, so we'll also spoil it. <laughs> but it could also just be a joke. Maybe. So what we are, uh, what we decided to watch is that there was this uh, pilot made, a fan film, really, when it comes down mm-hmm. to it, called Mystery Incorporated. It was, it is a. <sighs> I, I, okay, it's a Riverdale style Scooby-Doo. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, what is the best way to describe this? It is a CW Riverdale, like, it's very heavily Riverdale, but, like, you get the other CW elements well, in there as well. They were pretty clear on their Kickstarter website, or mm-hmm. Indiegogo, or whatever they yeah, used, Indiegogo. that they were inspired by Riverdale, Supernatural, and teen dramas of their childhood. Yeah. And you can see that all in this. And this is a Scooby-Doo it is a Scooby-Doo Riverdale. <laughs> and I, I do have to say, this is the best quality web series episode I have ever watched. It is... it is The low-budgetness doesn't appear, like, very obvious on it. There's, no. a, there's a few things I know I, I noticed that I'm like, you probably should have... Done that differently. Well, well I, I'm, I'm mostly thinking, I don't, like... I, I bet the one one thing that they probably skimped on was a script super. Because there are moments where I noticed a bunch of continuity. I noticed a bunch of wires for their mics. But that's because <laughs> I'm, like, attuned to that stuff. And, like... There's definitely a couple points in the actual script where it's like, okay, I get why you didn't include that stuff. Yeah. But, like, I'm going to nitpick about it when we There's, get to it. Yeah. And if you had a script supervisor. Yeah, there, there, are, there are parts where... Yeah. When, when you watch something that you know is, like, a fan film that was made on a tiny budget Like, they compared had, what, to... like, $15,000 or something from their first oh, I, I, campaign, I, I think. Like, I very little. I think, I think maybe more than that. But, but like, it, it, either way, like, not as much as a... Not as much as what this actually came out. Like, they did so much with a low budget. It mm-hmm. looks great. They mm-hmm. have locations like a variety of locations they they do exactly what i was talking to someone else about the reason why so many things take place in schools is because in the summer schools are just sets it's true but they have so many more locations yeah they do like they probably have five or six locations that aren't at the school well, I mean, so they so got a bunch of houses, got a bookstore, they got a place where they could do a rave, uh, and we'll talk about it as we go through the, through this, but obviously when you're doing adaptation, a big thing is about what you do with the characters, and by and far, I'm pretty cool with what they do with a lot of the characters. The thing with the Scooby-Doo characters is they're pretty... They've got pretty firm archetypes, yeah. and this movie is leaning into the archetypes, and some... In some cases of some characters, subverting them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, just the pilots. This is a setup for a series that I 
really think they hope will be 13 episodes. That is what they are heavily, <laughs> is heavily setting up. Maybe 14. Um, uh, and what I will say to you is we will be critical in a kind way and make jokes throughout this episode because that's what we yeah. do. But you should go watch this for yeah, yourself. Yeah, go watch it. It is a really good 53-minute watch. Yeah. It's it, – well, we're going to – we're going to treat it like we do treat Riverdale, but like by and far, this is a group that was able to fund themselves off of Indiegogo and get this made. And they're still uh, funding episode two. This is a very different type of project project than like, you know, the ones was like, oh, you got the CW backing you and you got you got Roberto Garcia who's a very prolific writer backing you like all these and, things. And like the fact that they can make this who I say their story quality is equivalent, <laughs> if not better than Riverdale. Yeah. Riverdale needs to do better. As Kevin says, they have all these resources behind them. And these in my mind, they're like a group of friends. I know they're not. They're yeah. artists who have an idea, but like, it's good. So it's for the, good. So I think potentially for the first time, when we go across this break, we're going to go into spoiler territory. If you are interested in watching not getting spoiled for the pilot, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think there's anything we can spoil. It's not exactly like a big twist pilot. It's pretty obvious as soon as the mystery is vaguely revealed yeah it's pretty obvious what the mystery is gonna be yeah yeah so but we are if that is the thing i don't want to be the one to be like oh who cares you're not gonna i will say i also i don't think it will <laughs> bother you if you but know like, what's gonna happen but <laughs> if you want to pause it now yeah and then come back watch it and then come back to us yeah yeah but uh until then we will hop on over to the other end of the line because this is the pilot of Mystery Incorporated. Welcome to Coolsville. Welcome to Coolsville. So welcome to Coolsville. We get an, we get just like Riverdale an overview of the city, but this time it feels true because we have not had to lie to us yet. <laughs> they have not lied to us about what their town is. <laughs> this voiceover is a man's voice. It's a classic Jughead voiceover. We will not have it revealed to us who it is until the end, and at the end, it was only revealed to me by subtitles. <laughs> gonna, gonna tell who it was. The voices were similar enough they, that I was like, it could be either of our two male leads. I, I, here's what one thing I'll say. I do believe we are introduced to too many characters in this episode, and I can't tell them all apart. There's a lot of just, like, faces. There are a lot of faces, but the big four <laughs> will be dressed as their characters well, dress, but and, modernized. And they and they will show us through this in this opening uh, montage. So we do get a voiceover from a mysterious man, I suppose. <laughs> and this voiceover talks about Coolsville and how it is seemingly a perfect town. It, it is. It they mention it's stuck in the past and yet ever reaching toward the future. They 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 do this big comparison between like it's it's kind of two things at once. Mm -hmm. uh, we see. 
uh, Fred. So let's go through this. We do gang. We got we got Fred Jones, and he's hanging out with his parents. Who he gotta, loves so much. Boy, boy, does he love his parents. He hugs both of them from behind. <laughs> boy, that's not foreboding. Uh, we see Daphne Blake. She is a cheerleader. And she cheer is squad. clearly the main cheerleader, the head cheerleader, mm-hmm. if it were. Uh, these two are also the cra- – for people who are interested in behind-the-scenes stuff, these two are also the creators of this. They are the mm. ones who – and forward. apparently the girl who plays Daphne has, like, a huge TikTok following. So, like, TikTok kids, get out there. Do your dances well, saw, to raise some money for her. I saw a um a stretch goal was she does a backflip. He's <laughs> 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 exactly. like, if we get this many views and Matthew Lillard sees this, she will do a backflip. So I guess she did a backflip. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, we see Velma uh, studying, or she's at least she's in... A, the library. Yeah, she's in a library-ish setting. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this up now about Velma. The actress playing Velma really pushes out some Zoe Deschanel. It's heavy Zoe energy. It is. She is quirky and rambly. <laughs> yep, yeah. If you want to know what she's about, quirky, rambly, science. Yeah, this is Velma as played by Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> and then we just see Sco- uh, Shaggy... Uh, or Norville Roberts, I think is very important for people to know. His yep. name is Norville Roberts. And people will call him Norville. Norville. That is his name. Mm-hmm. And he has Scooby, a, do- a, a Great Dane that just nails Scooby. This Great Dane is incredible. Yeah. Uh, and his, as with like the police coming up behind them, will... I'll, Which seems I'll, foreboding. It seems foreboding. I'll just say right now. Uh, he's got the uh, he's got the current Jughead Jones treatment where his dad's the sheriff. Yep, his dad is indeed the sheriff. And I'll say this right now: I do not know enough about like Scooby-Doo. the Scooby Doo background. I know- cannot imagine we ever meet their parents. Well, well we meet. Well, no, we definitely meet Daphne parents. Daphne's parents are a big thing about it because Daphne's mom definitely hits on Fred in an episode. And they go really? to her house. I feel like we meet the Blakes more than we meet anyone else. I don't know. People, I, obviously, people out there, you can tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, I don't think we meet Velma's. I think I think Shaggy is supposed to be It's like he's actually from a wealthy family. Because I think his name is like Norville Roberts III. Just like how it's Jughead Jones III. Classic. <laughs> But, you mean Forsyth Pendleton the third? Sorry, Forsyth Pendleton the third. <laughs> Forsyth Pendleton Jones the third. Anyway, so we we see all of who we will get as our characters, and then we're told that this story begins with what happened <laughs> it begins in the beginning at, of autumn. It begins at the beginning, and the beginning is Fred is sleeping in his bedroom, and oh no, he hears a scream, so he hops up shirtless, and boy, is he a thirty-year-old man with a lot of muscles. <laughs> Yeah, hey, uh, we already got that that part of our thing, so so we already got the abs. Uh, he gets a bat, he heads down, and he finds those parents. Those parents. The that parents he, he loved so he, much. He was walking behind them, and he, like, jumped on their back, like, hey, guys, they dead. They're super dead. We, we start with a double parent murder. And they are killed by a figure in a robe. With spooky red eyes. Very Scooby-Doo. Except that this time, I can guarantee you, it will not reveal to be an old man who's also a janitor. I kind of hope... Okay, I I don't... We'll we'll get into, like, theories of later. I kind of hope he is. I hope he is. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Just that one. Just that one. Now, uh, then we cut ahead an indeterminate amount of time later. 
Well, homecoming is usually at like the end of September. Yeah, I'm actually not certain that this scene where Fred wakes up and his parents are dead is when the voiceover is implying it is. Oh. Because, well, because, like, it's got to be sometime, like a few weeks at least. Yeah, because we find out soon that they're, like, trying to I think work out the details of the will Because I think his parents are probably buried by the point. Yeah. And they got to do, like, and they, they got to reach a point in the investigation where it's, like, we can't progress any further. And whatever indeterminate amount of time. So Still beginning of the year, though. It's time for mornings. Mornings with all of our characters. Yeah, there, there's going to be a lot less stressful than, da- <laughs> than uh, Fred's was. And we begin with Daphne. Now, Daphne is perfect. Yes. But also, it's hard. We pan, <laughs> we pan <laughs> over a line of stuff on her counter. We see a cheerleading uh, outfit. Uniform. <laughs> we see a Miss Coolsville sash, and then we come to her, and she's practicing smiling in the mirror, which I will say has multiple connotations, and it's all very good and interesting. Like especially when she stops practicing, and her face just like shatters. Yeah. So like, oh, is she practicing for when she'll be homecoming queen, or is she practicing so that other people don't see how sad she is all the time? Or both. Or both. Because let me tell y'all, she's sad. Oh, she's sad. Her mother, who is too hot. <laughs> too hot. <laughs> they 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 just got, they had to, to, to enforce that these are, like, teenagers, they just had to get someone taller than her. <laughs> yes. So they got someone taller than her, and her mom comes in hard with a hey stop eating carbs you you need to win homecoming queen and girls who eat carbs don't become queens yeah oh this woman is too invested in her daughter becoming homecoming queen well because kevin being a blake means everything in this town we have the tool of envy yeah we said if we if we wanted to keep on doing Riverdale comparisons, we're sort of getting a combo of Cheryl, Veronica, and Betty. Yes. They're kind of all mixed together into Daphne Blake. So let's go over to our Jughead Jones, which is Shaggy. Yeah, we will refer to him as Shaggy. He will be referred to by us by Shaggy. Everyone else will refer to him as Norville. We will explain why later. And us knowing that he's Shaggy really makes this much better episode. <laughs> so um, he gets uh, he gets woken up by Scooby licking him. We get this shocking reveal that his dad's the sheriff. And his dad is very concerned about Shaggy going to school because he has too many tardies. I, the, the dad has a little bit too many crossovers with the principal about be, him being like, well, no, the principal is I want to be cool. Norville's dad's like, I don't understand these kids. Yeah, he does not like it when Shaggy says zoinks. Oh, Shaggy drops a hard <laughs> zoinks. And what I will say is that the, the big thing about these, like, these Scooby-Doo characters, they all kind of have, like, their thing, yeah. zoinks, jinkies. They they actually slide them in pretty well, I think, because they just come off, like, Gen, Gen Z slang. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Shaggy's been skimming classes. He's been tardy. One more tardy, and he's suspended. So, speaking of someone who's having a worser morning, poor Fred's lifting weights in the gym, but having flashbacks mm. to seeing his dead parents. Yeah, he's having a trauma workout. Uh, everyone knows what a trauma workout is. We... <laughs> <laughs> Archie We've used all to run. This. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he's he gets he gets so angry while he's while he's working out that 
a character called Seth Summers. We will learn later who he is, but he sort of just comes in. It's like, hey, your dad's dead. <laughs> oh, boy, that sucks to have a dead dad. <laughs> this will be a good point to bring up. It's one thing we have constantly critiqued Riverdale about is that its tone is hard to grab and we can't tell how much it is like satirical and tongue in cheek and how much of it is deathly serious. This show has similar issues, issues. at certain points, but there's some parts that are so ridiculous and almost funny that I'm like, it's gotta be satirical because the, the bully coming in and being like, Guess your dad can't teach you to fl- to throw straight anymore. It's like, what? And Seth will continue to be cartoonishly evil throughout <laughs> this entire episode. Yeah. The, he does a thing here that I thought they were going to set up later where he's like, you got a lot of power in your throw, but you don't have any aim. Uh, Which you'd think would be an issue during the scene where it would definitely be an issue. Yeah, I thought there would be a moment at the end where he has to hit something very, like, specifically. specifically. Uh, And so he learns aim and control. But maybe that's something that's, like... There are 12 more episodes to come. Maybe. Hopefully. (laughs) They're only funding them one at a time. Uh, But he gets uh, saved by his coach. And he gets interrupted from his savior by his coach by getting a phone call. (laughs) Or a text message from his idiot lawyer. Right, yeah, he has a phone call from the idiot lawyer. And the last morning. Mm-hmm. Velma's mom. Okay, this is my note. Okay. Velma's mom is spooky and drunk in the library. Yes, they decided to... This is not the library, this is the bookstore. Yes, I did find out later it was a yeah. bookstore, but at the time, I could not tell. <laughs> I was instantly like, this is a bookstore. <laughs> um, yeah, Vel- so Velma's thing. Velma is... Pretty much Velma. Velma is... Velma. Velma might have been one of the most well-rounded characters in the original Scooby gang. So they didn't have to do a lot to make her Um, a Riverdale character. But they have surrounded her with occult nonsense, I think is what I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, She she herself does not believe in it, but she's been so inundated it from her mom. But she's just like, just picked it up by osmosis. Yeah. So that's that's sort of her deal. Her mom's passed out and drunk and, and she, she goes ah oh, jinkies and then she looks at a photo and says dad we miss you oh she looks at a photo i always just thought she covered up her mom then looked to the sky and said we miss you dad like what where did that come from what's now, that happen in there he's not absent he's dead, he's dead which is what the show like implies yeah and then it's proven to be true yeah good work show <laughs> all right so friend meets with uh sheriff roberts who I will I was like principal and then he wasn't acting like a principal I just put so I thought he faculty. was another coach or something yeah he, we will find out he's the principal yeah well he's wearing a pole like a like a coach polo yeah there's a vibe that a coach in a teen drama puts out yes. and he does put out that vibe for a reason we will learn later mm-hmm. but this is prince this is the principal and then the lawyer comes in and they're discussing. Hey, Fred. Well, well, they're not really discussing. They're presenting to Fred. Here are the things you can do. We are here to support you, but you pretty much have two options at this point. Mm-hmm. And his two options are he can either emancipate himself and essentially become an emancipated minor, an adult. He, he was he was given everything by his parents. Yeah. In the will, he was given all their money and the house. And, and so because he's a child, he either yeah. has to emancipate himself, emancipate himself and become an adult in the eyes of the law. Mm-hmm, which he can and do then, according to Ohio law. Yeah, and he can stay in his house by himself. Mm-hmm. Or he can go live with his aunt and uncle until he's an adult. 
but during the time that he lives with them, the power of... The, the controlling interest of the house will be in to in his the uncle. uncle. Yeah. yeah. It will revert to him when Fred wants to take yeah. interest to it. But this is a inter- interesting setup for his character. He will not broach that this episode. But what we do see this episode is him really searching for control over something. Mm-hmm. And so, hey, that's, that's thematic. Cool. And I was initially, like, really confused by the setup of this scene. But once I watched the entire episode, I was like, oh, well, the lawyer wanted grown-ups who, like, knew Fred yeah. and understood him to be there. Yeah, I understood. Like, I like the principal might be the weirdest one out. But we do learn later the principal does have some interest in the sports teams. Yeah. More, more football than baseball. So it makes sense that he might be closer with Fred. Like, when it comes down to it, who are they going to pick? The the coach of the baseball team, I gotta set this up now. He sucks. He does suck. He, he is sucks. a weed weedy useless man. <laughs> he sucks so hard. So yeah. I yeah, yeah it's it's fine. It's a good setup. Now we need another setup. We need to figure out what Daphne's thing is. Well, Daphne is posting posters of herself over other posters on the wall. Yes, her 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 primary opponent in becoming homecoming queen. And that is this girl named Ophelia. And Ophelia Sucks. Ophelia has an issue where she looks like everyone else. So it takes me way too long to figure out it is Ophelia. I saw her face on the poster. Then we see her face. Fortunately, the second time we see her, someone actually says her name. It's true. But when she's standing next to that that other guy, Blake, um, I'm just like, oh, no, that's the girl. That's Here, the girl here's the, the thing. I'm going to critique you, show. Yeah. Ophelia's posters were yellow. Yeah. For our sanity... She should wear yellow? Yeah, she needs to wear yellow in every single scene. Yeah, color theming. Uh, but as uh, Daphne has finished up her putting up her poster and she gets hype from her gang... And we find out that this year, Spirit Week is about celebrating them, so we know right away, these are seniors. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't get that because I don't know anything about <laughs> uh, American... High school, but you watch more teen dramas than I do, so... And also, one can make a logical assumption that when one is... Spirit Week will be a freshman. Why would you celebrate fresh... They say this will be the best Spirit Week because it's celebrating us this time. Know. You know, know that's a thing that happens when you get to the highest grade. Come on, Kevin, <laughs> don't pretend. I, I, I'm not pretending. I have no idea. Anyway, more importantly... Daphne and Fred have a moment. They look at each other so hard. We'll get never any clarification on whether or not they know each other before this point or anything at all. But what we do get is two to three, two and a half distinct scenes where Fred and Daphne will walk past each other and linger, like, <laughs> like break their necks. To keep looking. So you so you're like, oh well maybe they're like Maybe together. there's a past. But then boom, Seth Summers, Daphne's boyfriend, comes up. And then they all chant about how <laughs> Daphne and Seth will okay. be the king and the queen of the school. Okay, this is the part where I'm like, this is like this is satirical because the, the number one, there's this one dude, this real Reggie Mantle dude, who's who's like, Yeah, Seth, yeah, boy, you're the greatest <laughs> guy ever. Seth, Seth, Seth. Everybody Everybody chants Seth's name, and you look across, you see Shaggy on the other side <laughs> of this. Okay, I got to clarify. Also, this is 100% L.A. This, yeah, no this is this... a California high school because all the lockers are outside. Yeah, there's no outside lockers in Ohio. <laughs> Maybe there are. Uh, but <laughs> Shaggy sees this as they're all chanting Seth's name, and the look on his face is just like, 
what? What? What's happening? And then he whispers to himself as he watches this, tonight's the night, Shaggy. Yeah, so he has a poster. Well, he finds it on the ground, but it says Shaggy presents uh, uh, Coolsville's first ever rave and then a phone number for the address. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, secret cool rave. I was like, oh, is he going to be like a DJ? Uh, what, what does now? No, he's just like a secret party planner. Yeah, he's like Andrew W.K. If you didn't know who Andrew W.K. was. Yeah. Yeah. It took me, I, I will I, say. I thought they were going to go with also he made, was potentially a um, uh, marshmallow or was the earlier one. Dead oh, Mouse. yes. Where like he would like have a, he would actually be doing DJing, but he yeah. would have a, but no, he just planned it all. Now, I will say, it took me way, way, way too long to realize that no one knew he was called Shaggy. I did, yeah, I think I got that 100% confirmed when, once the bully started bullying him with Norville. But I think what I needed was, earlier in the episode, a scene with, like, a normal kid, a girl, like, a normal girl, yeah. like, not not a popular, yeah. a normal kid or a teacher calling him Norville and being like, oh, it's not just his dad. That's what people call him. What I, what I, actually, what I needed is I needed more people talking about who is Shaggy. Mm, I think that's mm-hmm. a lot more interesting. We get, we get Ophelia being like, this when like the layer she confronts Daphne, she's yeah. like, like this party is the party I'm going to say is the party of the night. See everyone there, and I'm like, oh, so I guess like Shaggy's kind of a cool guy. But no, it's because they don't know who Shaggy is. Also, Ophelia. It's a Monday night. That's the only party. Thank you. Yeah, it is. Um, the They confirmed that so hard, and I love it. Uh, so, yeah, I think we needed more people being like, who is Shaggy? Who is, who is Shaggy? Yeah, more mystery. It's funny because at the end, that becomes the question for, like, at least some of the characters. Who is Shaggy? Like, him, that being a secret yeah. identity is very, very important. So I would have liked more, it's like, like, like a... It's a mystery amongst the uh, the school. It's a very Radio Rebel type thing for people who remember Radio Rebel. Ooh, Radio Rebel. Uh, um, so while this is all going on, Fred is not a part of it. Yeah. He walked past Daphne. He abandoned his friends to go to a non-spooky library. Yes, he goes to the li- <laughs> so he goes into the library. Uh, we we learned it a little, halfway through the scene, but he he instantly went from I got to figure what to do with my life. To I'll go to the school library to look up demons. <laughs> <laughs> look, this is so classic CW. That I'm like, yeah, all right. There's a moment where I think Fred is shocked books exist. So he goes to the library. You know, Velma is obviously in the library. And she sees him and she's like, oh, that's the kid with the dead parents. Yeah. I have a dead parent. Yeah, I... I I don't I really do enjoy Fred and Velma's relationship throughout this um, episode. I don't know if the writing on Velma is where it needs to be. She spends a lot of time just like spitting Dating out facts about the situation she's in. But like in a weird way, it works for Velma. She spends just a bit too long being like, "I'm not good in social situations. I don't I don't want to do in social situations anyway. Demons. I just in the back of the class." And Ve- yeah, she does say it in like three or four different scenes. Yeah, yeah. All of Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Uh I will say this, I do like that they 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 make Fred they there is a lot I think there is a lot of 
uh, possibility to make Fred really just the meanest person in existence. They make Fred really, really nice. He actually does remember Velma. He does. Yeah. We're not quite getting the Scooby-Doo movie Fred, who's who's like, <laughs> just so dumb. hot chicks turn me on too. <laughs> <laughs> He's still not super intelligent, but He's like. He's not. Yeah. But He's, you know what? He wants to look up that demon stuff, and yeah. he does not want a random girl's help looking up. I mean, I don't think he wants anyone's help looking up demon things. Yeah. yeah. But unfortunately, Velma spits out, well, I came to talk to you because of dead parents. And also my dad's dead. And also my mom says he was murdered by a demon with glowing eyes. Yeah, glowing red eyes. Uh, I think it's worth shouting out at least one. They, they definitely, they being the creators of the show, <laughs> definitely give Fred uh, some real mic drop lines. Uh, and they do give him your experience with grief does not make you an expert on mine, which is a very good line. This is definitely like a much more I hesitate to use the term woke because I feel like it's been like misappropriated by. Yeah. Right. But there is a very mindful approach to complex issues yeah. in this show. And I feel like it's the way that modern teenagers do approach these things. Yeah. What modern teenagers don't do is wear a foundation that is too orangey for the, their complexion. <laughs> and you know who's doing that? I'm sorry, show. You got everyone else right. Fred's makeup, too orange, too cakey. <laughs> well, too better. Well, he's... His parents just died. He doesn't have time to properly apply his foundation. <laughs> of course. So Velma explains that um, her mom is really into it, but she isn't. She's very much like, I'm telling you, ghosts. She does the line, ghosts <laughs> monsters are not real. Which, uh, I'm, you know, she's going to be proven wrong. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because in every other Scooby-Doo, she's constantly proven right, except for <laughs> usually the movies is yeah. where they exist. Uh, but Fred puts forth the worst argue, the the worst idea that Velma should have shot down immediately being an intelligent person. But I think she has a crush on Fred, so maybe <laughs> that's fine. Because he's like, let's meet at a coffee shop. And if you can prove, if you can prove that demons and monsters don't exist, then I'll give it up. And I'm like, that's not how that works at all. <laughs> None of that's scientific. But she likes him, so she says yes. I think it. I I, I, I do think she kind of likes him. I'll say I, I that makes sense for why this happens, but I don't feel that chemistry between them. I did feel chemistry, and it made me feel very Riverdale, mm -hmm. where you know he is drawn to Daphne. Yeah, but he's gonna date Velma. Maybe. Anyway, um, they cannot meet until six. Because he has baseball practice. Yeah. Also, oh, I forgot to say, in this scene, I love, they have Shaggy walking past with a hood up. Yeah. And he hands, like, very casually, very subtly, yeah. hands Fred a flyer to the party, yeah. and then just keeps going. It is, Riverdale could never. <laughs> no, they'd have to have a full-on, like, close-up on, on his Shaggy's face. Like furtive faces, he yeah, and they turn, they look at each other, and it'd be the, <laughs> just the Daphne and Fred moment again. Yeah. Uh, we get we we're gonna slide over a few things here. Uh, we we get a we get some setup that the football team is much more well respected than the baseball team. Uh, because the principal of the <laughs> school son is the captain of the football team, even though the baseball team it seems is a better team they they well they won state the football team won like two games uh and then the nominees for homecoming queen start and the way they react to just being nominated 
is wild. Yeah, so the nominees for Okagoo is open, and the first thing, or is or being announced, and the first thing the principal says is Daphne Blake. I assumed because her name was... comes first alphabetically. <laughs> But it will turn out, no. No, we just started those in a random order. And he uh, says some random girl and some yeah. other random girl. And then he goes, huh, Blake Bellows. Yeah. He likes it. Yeah. Blake Bellows is unclear because Blake Bellows is part of Ophelia's group. But Ophelia doesn't feel threatened by Blake. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on between them. What the dynamics are. I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. Blake being (laughs) just being beside Ophelia feels weird considering how there's this big thing where it's like Ophelia. I I guess Ophelia and Daphne just dislike each other personally. And I guess what we should say about Blake is this is kind of a throwaway. It's unclear if Blake is like the stereotypical gay best friend character. Or if Blake is like trans. Yeah. Or if Blake is like male. Yeah. We don't know. We don't really need to know right now because it's the pilot. Yeah. I. The one thing I will say is this is got to be a character from somewhere in the, the series. Because why would you name a character Blake when Daphne's last name is Blake? The only thing I And can... they'll call her Blake at some times. The thing I initially thought of is Blake is one of those names that could be male or female. So but it's there's like other the ones you I could... know, there's Blair, <laughs> which is a very want, similar if, name. If you but... want to keep the B. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, this, this is followed up by a very quick West Side Story style confrontation <laughs> between the two groups being led by Ophelia and uh, Daphne, where Ophelia declares Shaggy's Rave the place to be. I gotta say again, my this scene is full of all of my nitpicks. Yeah. A, I don't understand why they didn't announce the homecoming king um nominees. No because one cares. everyone just assumes that Seth is the only nominee, I guess. Uh, I I ass- they do chant about him being the king. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I thought it was gonna work work the way that like royalty does, where it's like, yeah, but whoever's dating the queen becomes the king. <laughs> Um, my other nitpick is I don't understand the difference between Daphne's group and Ophelia's group enough. I know Daphne's a cheerleader. Yeah. But it seems to me that these are just two different groups of popular rich kids. I, I would uh, here's the thing, I would agree, but I would agree that I think that's on purpose. Like I think the idea is by having them meet up like that mm-hmm. you can be like they are exactly the same it's the like considering how we're about to experience things that are far beyond the small bickering of these people's ken that p- potentially the fact that they are functionally identical is on purpose okay you know what i accept that argument i like it yeah i'm not saying that it is on purpose but i but i that's what i that's what i thought got out of it um, but I also did mention earlier, Ophelia's face just slides <laughs> off my brain. <laughs> I can I I can pick out uh, <laughs> Daphne's friends better than I can pick out Ophelia's face. Next nitpick, nitpick the third. Sure. Yeah. I don't know anything about sports. Yeah. But what I do know okay. is that baseball practice does not happen in the fall. Baseball is a spring sport. Well, but they got to be practiced for the time that spring comes around. Okay, but like, Aaron, it's the it's the hot uh, is the hot 
autumn of Ohio, you know, Ohio and their hot autumns. Okay, but no, because most high school jocks who are of that sort of like competitive league yeah. who are like trying to get into universities on scholarships yeah. have more than one sport that they letter in. So a lot of these football boys would probably also be on the baseball team or they're on, I mean, basketball kind of overlaps. So probably not basketball or, you know, they're track and Anyway, not not in Coolsville, not in the hot sweltering weather of Coolsville, Ohio. And I don't know why I care so much cuz it's not a real place. <laughs> the um the cut to a baseball practice with palm trees in the background is fantastic. Uh and then we <laughs> the co- so after basketball practice, baseball practice, the coach comes up to Fred and says essentially, "Hey Fred, I don't know what happened between you and that kid who was bullying you." And I don't care. I don't want to hear anything about you outside of this field. Because I cannot protect you I, outside of this field. And if you get in trouble, I will not stand up for you. And I, he says it. like The words he uses make it sound like he's, he's saying something. He's being supportive and yeah, inspiring. It's not. He's just being like, I don't care. I don't want to hear about your about your grief. I don't want to hear about your nonsense. I just want you to play the game. And if you make trouble, I will kick you off this team. You can do it, buddy. <laughs> what? 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 Okay, but here's a subtle thing that I do like. I really <laughs> like that all the sports teams at this school are called the Red Devils. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're all the Red Devils. They're doing good things and bad things at the same time, show. Mm-hmm. Bad scene, good sport team name. <laughs> uh, so we move this into what will be the first in the sequence of possibly the weirdest Weirdest the weirdest character interactions I've ever seen. So we Can all know Shaggy. Shaggy is a blitzed boy. He, he is a boy. He is a boy who likes some um, medicinal drunk. herbs. Yeah. So as we enter a time where, like, I, I know in Ohio it's still illegal, but like overall, a lot of the our feelings around pot has been loosened. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to figure like what what do we do that still makes him like. Still gives him that edge for this gonna be a CW show. So what? So what it is is that he used to run drugs, and, and specifically he runs the drugs from Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. So first he says, he see, okay, he, in this scene he mentions Jangle, and I'm like, okay, that could just be a, a coincidence. It could do a reference. Oh my later, ears, they perked. Later, later when he actually's talking to another drug dealer, we do get name drop. Fizzle, Fizzle rocks. rocks. Jingle Jangle, and the drug of choice for this show, Joy Juice, which just which is literally just a Fanta flavor. So they're, <laughs> they're just so they're following along with that. Uh, maybe this is the time to bring it up. I have I have no evidence to wear this. It's just a feeling I got. I wonder. I wonder by doing this. They also mentioned Greendale in the baseball practice. Yes, they do. They're um, gonna play against Greendale. But I mean, once again, that is a that's a common name, whatever. But it's it's w- so with, referential with this. And I'm like, I think it's referential, but this is where I'm at with the whole balance between like how much satirical and how much of this. I wonder how much of it is also just trying to catch Roberto's attention to be like, hey, you can fold us into the universe. Hey, Ooh. hey. And I'm like, I don't do that. Um, but anyway, the, the, the interaction between these people is that these two football guys, yep. two of Seth's friends, are going to bully Shaggy. To deal them drugs. drugs. To them. They don't care if he runs drugs to anyone else. No. They're going to bully him 
into running drug. They will pay for these drugs. Yes, they're not making him buy the drugs. <laughs> no, 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 no. They want him to deal drugs to them, and they will bully him <laughs> like class, so, like push, push him up against a locker and be like, "Hey, nerd, you better sell me drugs." And if you don't, I'm gonna tell your dad. Oh, well, I'll smack you. <laughs> so, are they just like too lazy to find an actual drug dealer? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. It's gotta be like what? Come on, it's it's Coolsville. It's, it's, like, it's a high school. I don't think it's I don't think it's Coolsville. There's gotta be like one drug dealer in Coolsville. So um, they also threaten him to keep his daddy away from this party. Yeah, which never becomes a concern. So no, his dad has no interest in that party. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he doesn't know about it. No. So and this is the scene where I should have started to realize. That Shaggy does not go by the name of Shaggy anywhere. No, but, but, at the, but it took me too long. No, at this point, I still thought they were just bugging him because they're like, Norville. Yeah. And they were, and like the reason they asked him to bring drugs to the party was because he was running the party. And they're like, you better bring refreshments, dude. You're the host. But no, it's once again, they don't know he's Shaggy. And they think he's too much of a nerd to go to the party, but it, yeah. he'll get them drugs at the party? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we, we see a meeting between uh, Velma and Fred. We get so many references. So many references to Scooby-Doo. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They, they mention a film <laughs> that was written by um, a character in from The Witch's Goat. Uh, Witch's Goat? Witch's Cursed? Witch's Cursed. Yeah, that one. Uh, Benjamin Ravencroft, which is funny when Fred's like, when she's like, haven't you ever seen the film... Hellspawn by Benjamin Ravencroft and Fred's like of course I have <laughs> like what that's a weird conversation <laughs> references 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 yeah paradactyl demon but then we find out that this demon with those glowing red eyes is probably Asmodeus because he appears in the literature a lot and also in Ben Ravencroft's film yeah Hellspawn so I'm sure that's setting up that at some point him being him in his film is something p- related to it. But all, all I saw was what is what's happening here. So then Fred reads the demon book and he's like, look, Velma, the demon book's still a lot more compelling than your science. So uh, I guess we got to <laughs> we got to go. Good. We got to be real scientists and explore both sides of the issue. Well, no, this is the thing I was talking about earlier where because where, she's doing a lot of stuff on like. Uh, her you know laptop and things yeah. like that, and then they, she mentions that her mom has all collected all these occult books, and he's like, "Wait, there's information in books." <laughs> like Fred, yeah, Fred. It's actually weird. You went to a you, library. You went to Google, and we're like, demons. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> so yeah, so I guess they're gonna head off to the bookstore. She actually mentioned earlier. Yeah, my bookstore's right by. The coffee the, shop. The coffee shop, yeah. so let's go there. Uh, Shaggy's off to buy some drugs, and as he explains, he's not a fan of this creepy alley, because it is Sketch Alley. It is indeed Sketch Alley. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand why he's with a drug dealer he doesn't know. Like, doesn't he have a source to get his drugs? It feels like it was pretty recently that he stopped being the one running drugs. Yeah. Uh, this drug dealer, though, is having the time of his life. When, oh. it, when Shaggy was like, I don't like this alley. It's too creepy. The drug dealer was like, yeah, man, it is. That's why I deal drugs here. <laughs> I thought he was a cop. I thought, <laughs> I he, I thought he had to be an undercover cop. He, 
Especially when he's so happy that he invented a new drug that he gives Shaggy two vials for free. Yeah, he's like, yeah. Well, I mean, or, sorry, two for one. Yeah, two for one. Well, you gotta hook him. Uh, that means that I should point out that means Jughead still has a vial of joy juice. He only gave one to the other people. Ooh. That means you just called Shaggy. Jughead. Yeah, whatever. This is correct. Um, Shaggy Shaggy has two vials. And I like that because that's like a subtle thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's important to know that this drug is a lucky charm in a bottle. I assume that's important. That felt on the nose like I should remember that. Uh, I don't know. I did not remember that. Oh. <laughs> it, I sh- Hey, let's let's go to the line here, though. We have Fizzle Rocks as we know our Pop Rocks. Mm-hmm. Jingle Jangle, which is pixie sticks. Mm-hmm. So we have like a, a crystallized thing. We have a powder. Joy juice is just a liquid, which makes Which me- made me think a lot about heroin, y'all. Yeah, I'm like, what yeah, but I think but you drink it. You do drink it. You do it. drink it. Yeah, so it's it's something. Uh, we're going to cut to the party now. Oh, no. Daphne is late. And so is the other friend, which made me think the other friend just wasn't available to shoot that day. Yeah. <laughs> I do feel like that because she does not. She's not part of the reason Daphne's late. She just doesn't show up. Uh, <laughs> um, Daphne's blonde friend will flirt with a college guy, which I also thought was significant. It wasn't. I think they're just, I think it's just things to like Party set things. up. Yeah, world stuff that this, you know, things are going on here. Uh, Shaggy hands the joy juice over to those two football players and then they once again threaten him. You're going to keep selling drugs to us, man. Otherwise, we're going to tell your dad you better, and we're going to punch you in the eye. You better keep selling drugs to us, dude. And then Shaggy tries to get Scooby to, like, attack them. I guess Scooby's a former police dog. Yeah, but he's, he's retired now. But he's retired now, so he, <laughs> he, he doesn't attack. He just sits there. So what we have forgotten to say is Shaggy will consistently talk to Scooby yeah. in all of his scenes. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Of course you, yeah. Well, I mean, hey, he, he has no other friends. He has no other friends. <laughs> he has a dog in a van. <sighs> so um, Daphne rolls up at the party, and she's like, Oh, great. We're late. Just another mean thing for Ophelia to say about me. I I thought this was like Seth had like stopped them somewhere to like explain what this plan was. And like, we're actually not going to the party because this is what I'm going to do. No, they are actually going to the party as well. So I guess, yeah, they are just late. But he has a plan. And his plan is that, you know those jocks who were just bullying? Who were very insistent on getting drugs? Well, it turns out they didn't want the drugs for themselves. No, they were going to plant them on Ophelia. And by plant them on Ophelia... They're going to drug her. They're going to drug Ophelia. Which I don't... I'm sorry, show. I don't understand how this works. I, I, I feel like it would be better if they planted them on her. You plant them on her, get the police... And it's weird that they're like, don't let your dad come there. Because at this point, I'm like, oh, they're going to plant them on her. And then Cheggy's dad's going to raid the place. And then they find, like, that's their plan is to yeah. find it on Ophelia. But instead, Seth is just going to take pictures of her. On and drugs. And them on social media. On drugs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say this, the show does set up a very specific that, like, the, the, very, in a very CW way, the, the fragility of popularity is razor thin in this. Oh, it is so thin. Like da- Daphne, Daphne gets liquid, gets a drink spilled on her, and it like ruins her social life. When she arrives at school the next day, Ophelia's like, 
oh, I see you found dry clothes. Like, the, the, this, is, this is a collection of teens trying their best to find anything that they can do each other. Um, Daphne is worried about this plan of Seth's because she's pretty sure that Ophelia is going to blame her for the plan. Yeah, I would have liked... I would have liked one moment right here of her being like, this doesn't feel right. You shouldn't do this. Rather than being like, she'll obviously know it's me because it does color everything she does later. Even when she does eventually Mm -hmm. stop Ophelia from drugging, from getting drugged, you come back to this like, she did say. And you could do it very, very subtly by having her go, but that's wrong. And Seth be like. Why? And her being like, well, uh, be, because, because she, she, know, she knows me. me. Like, she can cover it up, but I don't feel like that was in the... No, it seemed very much that she was concerned that, oh my god, this is another <laughs> thing Ophelia can say about me. Yeah, and I would have Your plan liked... is dumb and not your plan is wrong. Yeah, so I would have liked a bit more nicety from Daphne. We can't just feel bad for her because she's sad show because you know who else is sad and we don't feel bad for cheryl yeah 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 uh all right so this uh this moves on to fred and velma who fred Fred, so they walk into a bookstore fred looks to his left sees a book that has a demon's face on it and says that's the book let's look at that book (laughs) and then they do (laughs) they do and then he's like so he looks it through it, and he's like, oh, it's what is this, like, Latin? And Velma's like, yes, I speak Latin. And he's like, read it. If you read it, I'll leave you alone. <laughs> so Velma, like, I know that Velma doesn't believe that it's that it will work. But she reads the Latin words <laughs> out loud. Which causes the lights to flicker. And for what, what I thought was a pirate <laughs> to appear... So they summon a demon pirate, which we'll reveal to be a minor. Yep. Of course, it's Minor 49er, <laughs> one of the most famous monsters from Scooby-Doo, and Classic. just charges them. But then he disappears before he attacks them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, hey, that's the thing that's going on. So we're going to do... So we are doing real magic in this. Just yes. so everyone's or, clear. This is not Riverdale. Magic exists in this world. Well, this and this is also Riverdale. Magic exists in this world. <laughs> that they read was also the book that could change everything which was a line i had to write down <laughs> yeah it is funny that he walks in and in the first <laughs> he just sees a book with a demon face and is like that is a demon book read me that demon book summon a demon for me and i'll leave he's like a toddler <laughs> if you read this out and a demon is not summoned then i'll go that's why i was like fine i'll read out the thing <laughs> so um, uh we uh, we, we get some quick stuff here. Uh, Seth is going to enter the party with the boys, and this is where we learn he's going to drug them. But most importantly, we have new characters. So, Shaggy is Shaggy. <laughs> yes. And he gets out of his van to go check on his party. Yeah. His party that he is throwing. Yeah. And there is a random group of women with instruments staring at him. Yeah. So, he stares at them, and then they sass him. And tell him they are the band that the Shaggy. Shaggy. This was the this was the full confirmation. Yes. I was a little bit more suspicious when the the second scene with the bullies where they kept calling him Norville, Norville, Norville. Mm-hmm. But once they're like, um, Shaggy hired us, and then and he doesn't react and they don't know who he is. I'm like, oh, Shaggy's the secret. Okay. Do well, you... I, I always figured he was a secret, but I figured it was going to be a yeah a DJ thing. secret. So I still to the end of this episode. Yeah. 
I don't think Shaggy hired this band. I don't think he did either because but, he's like, who are you? But he can't do anything because he can't reveal that he's Shaggy. Yeah. So. Also, it's a rave and they are like. They're a rock band. They're like oh, we a, put, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer bronze playing rock we, band. I mean, here, here's the thing. For anybody who's fans of Scooby-Doo, you know who these are. These are the Hex Girls. Yeah. They are from Witch's Ghost, Witch's Curse. They, they're, they are a. Emo punk band from the cartoon. <laughs> they they are just that version. They're just that genre of Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> well, I'm more cool because they're goth. So we find out, we go back to Velma and yeah. Fred, and we find out that there hasn't been a mine in Coolsville since 1849. Yeah, so they're really saying the minor 49er thing. You um, can't talk about your history, though. Don't start down this path. No, it's fine. Just minor 49er. That, that's, that's, come on, that's standard. Um, and then Fred's like, hey, maybe your mom knows why that miner showed up. And Velma's like, don't you ever talk to my mom. Um, the, the, the basic thing you need to know about this scene is that Velma decides to read the warnings for <laughs> this spell after she does it. She reads it. I understand. She doesn't believe in it all. But it is funny for her to read these warnings. And these warnings are hilariously clear. So they, they are, hey. They opened a portal to another world. <laughs> yep. They literally say, "Hey, if you've if you've read the preceding, <laughs> just know that you have entered a you've opened a portal to hell. You have started the reconstruction of the thirteen pillars, the thirteen ghosts of Scooby Doo. We're gonna send a scout. The scout knows only darkness and hard work. Uh, the miner, yeah. And the scout is going to find the light and pave the way for the others. And that that skimmed over my head so much because I'm just like." metaphor i get it metaphors no not metaphors no, specific he's, he's going to find the place with the most light but it's monday night in coolsville there's there, no sports there's games no sports on games. <laughs> but then Velma's like no you you, you idiot. idiot the rave there's a rave happening oh so uh we got some quick stuff going on here the hex girls play daphne sees ophelia again drugged and is spills her drink on purpose, and then Ophelia throws her drink on Daphne, and oh, oh boy, it's gonna ruin her, ruin her life. So the minor forty nine er is roaming around downtown yeah. looking for that light. Let's be real, the rave does not have that much light. It's a rave. I think it's just. I think it's probably because it has the most people in it. And Fred and Velma arrive, and they arrive just in time for Daphne to be rushing out in her wet sweater. Yeah, for another half moment of. Walking by, slow motion. And then on to the plan. Yes. This is a very, very simple plan, and I appreciate that. Yep. They are going to lure him into a light, and then by Fred... By turning off all the other lights. Then Fred is going to beat him up while Velma reads the counterspell. Perfect. So the miner uh, just walks into the room. Okay, conveniently, he does walk in at the end of the Hex Girl song, where want... it's... Needlessly quiet. He doesn't want to interrupt. He's polite. He's a polite miner. He's a miner. He's used the silence. So Minor 49er comes in, and we do get a moment where the Hex Girls are just sort of like, oh. Yeah, they are not scared enough. No, they're just sort of like, oh, interesting. I guess we should go then. Everyone else is screaming, and they clear out. Yep. Uh, Shaggy rides off into his car. Fred fights the miner with a bat. This is where I thought there should have been a moment where he had to, like, throw accurately. Well, and at one point, he does throw a baseball at throw- the miner. <laughs> but he throws her, like, two feet away. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I, um, I thought that would have been a nice thing. But Velma does her whole counter spell. And she'll do it just in the nick of time. It takes her a while to find it. Fred is almost going to lose, but then she starts reading it. And then the miner comes towards her and he almost gets her. But uh, yeah. she finishes that. It's, it's, it's so for, for people who are interested in, this is where the supernatural elm, like the, so the show Supernatural comes in. This is a... This is very much a beat-for-beat beat scene from the end of every Supernatural episode in season one. And so. then Daphne comes back from casually drying off her sweater just in time to see that magical miner disappear. Yeah. Yeah. This and will then, not be picked up on this episode. No, like, I, I assume if I was doing this, I'm fine with the cutting forward. I would do a flashback in another episode because I need to see what... She does. What, what this moment is between Velma and Fred and Daphne after a ghost was banished in front of them. Like, I need to see what that moment is. I'm kind of sad that Shaggy... Ran away. ...wasn't also there to at least see. I don't care if he if they didn't see him, but I feel like he should have seen... Been behind the curtain watching. Yeah. Instead, he'll, he's going to see something else. Hard cut to the next day where Daphne's friends are full of rumors. It was either a messed out homeless guy or it was kids in a costume from the rival high school. Oh, so, but no one wants to talk about what they actually saw. So uh, instead, uh, Ophelia's going to tease Daphne <laughs> about because being she wet. was wet. <laughs> she was wet because because Ophelia just threw her drink at her. Like I understand that Daphne did bump into her and spilled her drink. Yeah. But Ophelia just threw her drink at her and was like, ha, you're wet. <laughs> These just, kids are so dumb. It just reminds me when Seth was like, ha, your dad's dead. It's like, yeah, yes, he is, <laughs> Seth. Uh, we, we covered to see what the sheriff's going on, and they are like, hey, we don't know what happened at this thing. Something we can't weird find the person. happened. They're look, they are going to kick up their war on drugs, and they have to find a scapegoat. That's what the voiceover says. Well, I guess the sheriff must have found the empty joy juice. Yeah. Uh, thing at the uh at the bar wherever they were the ray the warehouse probably and then a young deputy named bucky brings to the sheriff a flyer for shaggy's party uh yeah and so to really nail this home the sheriff writes down on a uh on a post-it note who is shaggy and then the show told me the voiceover is not from shaggy No, it's, it's from Fred. It's from Fred. It's from Fred. <laughs> I just I got so caught up in the Riverdale. Yeah, I yeah, I know. I know. Um so the voiceover goes on about how Coolsville is going to move on like it always does, and they're gonna ignore the mystery. I mean to be clear, I didn't know it was Fred until Fred started talking. I thought like at the beginning I'm like, that's Fred. That's a Fred voiceover. Um, uh, while he's doing his random monologue, we actually, see... so, sorry, it's yes. not because Fred started. It was when Shaggy started talking because it wasn't that I recognized Sh- Fred's voice. And when Shaggy started talking, I'm like, oh, that's not the voice from the voiceover. <laughs> um, so Fred monologues about how Coolsville moved on like it always does. Yep. But we do see, okay, we we get some good like com or cartoon references where Shaggy's making a giant sandwich, yeah, and sharing it with Scooby, and we see Fred and Velma doing some research. Well, because but- as Fred mentions, the thirteen pillars have been awoken well unfortunately velma's mom has awoken from her drunken stupor and she's wandering around her bookstore looking for that special special oh, she's book pissed about that lost demon book and then she gets a phone call and she says it's gone and the phone says it doesn't matter the pillars are awakened i think this is it has I, begun i think this is asmodeus 
No, Asmodeus. Asmodeus. Amadeus is different. Amadeus, Amadeus. I think this is the demon. I think she is working for the demon because there is another group with their own things going on. And we'll find about that group in the next time on. This isn't the next time on. This is this episode. I really thought the episode was done. It was the next time on. No, this this is the this is the this is like there there are like two different stinger uh like endings what i should say this should not be a critique on the show i was doing something else and i got like interrupted <laughs> right as she finished so when i came back i was just like oh next time on cool yeah. cool no uh so uh shaggy's going in i guess cleaning up the party that he threw but the hex girls are there and they've returned and they're very upset he's like why couldn't we just done this last night so we have to come back and do this today uh my they they said no, we had to do it now because High Priestess Van Gool <laughs> says that we good. have to go do it. So the Hex Girls are witches. And they are trying to collect all of those 13 pillars. Yeah, they, so they want to capture the pillars. And they actually do manage to capture the miner. Yeah, they basically chant him back to life. Yeah. And then catch him in like a light. Yeah, so I think... I think that he said they are a different group than whatever Asmodeus and yeah. uh, Velma's mom are up to because they want something different. Because them working for Van Gogh and them being like, we want to capture the miners just feels like we're getting multiple groups working for the same Yeah, I agree with you. Thing. Um, Shaggy will see all of this. And then we get a teaser for next episode. Some poor smoking man is outside trying to smoke. And then the goddamn black knight walks up to him <laughs> and just gives him a chop and that's that's the episode that's the episode So, Aaron. Yes, Kevin. For this episode, did you find yourself a CW moment? Did I find a CW moment? Did I find a moment when logic abandoned all storytelling principles to just do some drama? Yeah. I did. This is, like, very, very small, but it just seems so emblematic of a CW TV show. Yeah. So, it is when we're at the rave, and the Hex Girls come on in, and they set up their band, and they full stop interrupt the rave music <laughs> to play their brand of um upbeat rock yeah <laughs> yeah they just they they just cut in the music and i say upbeat rock like that because that's what the subtitle said yeah but like and everyone's just like yeah we're grooving we love this weird interruption to the night we expected yeah obviously it's magic obviously it's there for drama i don't think it's magic i think it's just their song show. is magical i don't think their song's magical i think it's just tv show magic their song talks only about magic well yeah but it's about magic it means magical I'm just saying, it's not logical. Ow. It's magical. <laughs> Fireflies is, is magical. It doesn't mean it's magic. I don't know. It might be magic, Kevin. That song moves you inside. I do not want to mention just things. That, well, you mentioned the Hex Girls. Um, the fact that they there, they went back there to capture the miner makes me wonder maybe, like, why they were at that. Because they were at that show accidentally. They did not realize Minor 4 and I would mm. be there because they had actually shown up at the show before. Uh, before she does her reading of 
That's right. The the demon being released. So I don't know if I don't know if they were hired and Jughead Jones is in uh, Jughead. God damn it. I right. Yeah. Um. And Shaggy was just like, I don't know. Or Shaggy's like, I don't know how to deal with this because you're hotter than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know what was going on here. Or if they are just like forcing themselves into the party. Uh, my my first instinct was that he did hire them and just didn't realize they were them them and um, then he didn't know how to deal with it because he couldn't reveal he was shaggy yeah because well, they think he's like a roadie he, they yeah. think his job is there to haul their stuff so interesting very interesting and i'm sure future episodes will tell us more <laughs> my cw moment also has to do with the hex girls it's not exactly i guess it's not a moment where drama overrode logic but it's a moment i can't get out of my head which <laughs> is that once they started doing the, sh- the, the chant that one actress shouts the chant full on from the throat <laughs> shouting the chant over all the other women like it's she everyone's like doing their and she's like <laughs> I can't, I'm not gonna say the magic words because I don't know what they are, but do you think she didn't have a mic or her mic blew out and they were like, if you talk loud enough, the other mics will pick you up? No, I think that the director just didn't want to be like, hey, sh- shut up. Your choice is bad. <laughs> I don't agree with your acting choice. I think they might have just not. Like, this is bad Maybe they just couldn't. They could shoot again. They could have. Maybe the director didn't feel like it was a weird thing. I definitely felt like her full on <laughs> shouting this mysterious chant uh, was definitely startling. But. I want to point out like an honorable mention. I loved the idiot lawyer because he was not an idiot. He was a good lawyer. Yeah. But boy, was he bumbling. He was late. He was like just pulling nonsense out of his bag. He, 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 he has, like put it down and then tried to sit on it. He has, he has public defender energy. And he did a great job. So I just want to shout out the yeah. person who conceptualized the, the lawyer and then the person who played the lawyer. Great yeah. work show. The show did a very good job of setting up a lot of stuff that is very that is quite interesting. I'm interested to see where it's going. I think potentially like I I think Daphne might have the weakest through line mm-hmm. not because hers has nothing like i know that shaggy's is drugs and fred and velma are dealing with demons and daphne's like ha- she kind of has the archie i'm scared of going on stage but i also just feel like i don't know what she wants yet we get some ideas because mm-hmm. she's clearly not happy but like and she obviously she wants she wants i guess needs we don't know her needs yet we know okay. what she wants well what i was gonna say yeah I didn't want to cut you off. Good. Is I think what we have learned from this in Riverdale, mm. and even the OC a little bit, is that sad rich girl is not a compelling enough storyline. Yeah. And that's what they're giving us for Daphne. Yeah. That's what they gave us for Veronica and Cheryl. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Marissa is the weakest link in the OC, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because they, they instead of giving people motivations, they give them... An archetype. It's not... Yeah, like yeah. sad rich girl is an archetype, and they're yeah. not giving like indi- individualized motivations. I honestly, at this point from the show, yeah, could not tell you the difference between Daphne and Marissa, other than the fact that we have not met Daphne's dad, so we <laughs> do not know if he's embezzling. <laughs> I think what I was gonna say is that they they instead of giving her motivation, they give her backstory. Yes. Yeah, we like we we get where she's coming from and kind of there, but we don't know what she. Wants and with Marissa, we never got what she wanted. 
No, they sure tried, but, but they, boy, did they never flesh things out. So as long as Daphne does not constantly get inflicted with things and never does anything, mm-hmm. like, then, like, and, then it's going to be a problem, but just give her things to do. And to be fair, Cheryl has that opposite problem. Cheryl is forever doing things <laughs> and never inflicted with things. No, she's always inflicted. Her entire... Yeah. She inflicts herself with things. Yeah, but the entire thing is supposed to be like she is constantly being inflicted. That's, remember Heather's thing was like, oh, you've experienced so much pain. And yeah, I know she was... She was Her mom did throw her off into uh, a conversion camp. And Cheryl was caught in her own mind by her grandmother making a ghost take over her body. Yeah. But like but that's what I mean by the parallel between like Cheryl and Marissa and them is there there are people who <sighs> are given story and not given character journeys. Yes, I guess, yeah. yeah. They're very they're very reactive and that's that can be an interesting character but you have to do but, it very well. And maybe she also should, has to react. I was say maybe you should change as a result of the things that you're reacting to <laughs> that'll be that'll be helpful uh but hey that was uh that was mystery incorporated it was it was pretty good i liked it i, think I it was, was so excited to watch it and i'm still very excited that i watched it yeah yeah uh very interesting i think they did get funding on episode two i think they have enough money that they can do a i think they can do a 30 minute episode two yeah. And if they get like a little bit more, then they can do a um an hour long episode too. Yeah. Uh so, you know, the 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 definitely people being very creative with the source material. They do have like obviously they're using like copyright characters. There's a whole bunch of stuff there that I'm sure they're very being very careful to like dodge around. Mm-hmm. Um but they're well, I would think mostly by just being probably pretty much non-profit like yeah I would yeah think these, these the money they're making are going into the production they're yeah, not making yeah, money they off can't of make it. money off of yeah. it uh so nope they're doing that uh i think it's i think it's worth worth supporting at this point it's pretty it's pretty good i i, I would put its pilot probably above Riverdale's pilot. The OC pilot is just so good. It probably it's, it has, it's below OC because the OC just has an amazing. The pilot. OC's pilot is basically a short movie. <laughs> yeah, the OC pilot is just really, really good. Uh, but this sets up a lot. I worry maybe it sets up too much. Things they may not be able to pay off. Doing four characters like serious journeys at least in twelve Fred, episodes is at least Fred and Velma's. Are completely even like their like other journeys are very related to this yes. going. Like Velma's other like her other storyline is that her mom is working for the demon, which is very related to the key storyline. Yeah, line. like Fred's other storyline is he's got to figure out what to do about his inheritance, and... which he will throughout his journey in this show. Yep. I'm sure. Yeah, Daphne's got her homecoming, and the fact that she's a sad rich girl, Shaggy's. Want Shaggy wants to go straight. He, he wants, wants to go, to go straight. straight, and also now he wants to know about also, that weird magic stuff. He also, just saw. also his dad uh, might think that he's a secret <laughs> drug kingpin. <laughs> so, dear audience, please go watch this show on YouTube. It's very easy to find. Yeah, it's called just, Mystery Incorporated. Yeah, you can search on Mystery Incorporated. You'll find it. Uh, watch that video of the girl who plays Stephanie doing a backflip. <laughs> And then tell us what you think. We're over on the social media. It's Podcast MOA, Podcast MOA at Instagram, at Twitter, and at gmail.com. You'll have to check out my books. They're available at kevinwearbooks.com. I will be uh, in Edmonton come September for the Edmonton Comic Entertainment Expo. I'll have a table there. I don't have any other 
information other than that. But as far as I know, that's what's happening. But y'all, this is exciting. This is new news and we love it. Yeah. Um, and if you want me, I'm over at flimsyplan.com and you can get to all of my other things from that. And we will see you next week. Why are the Hex Girls capturing the 13 Pillars? What will be Fred's choice for his inheritance? When are we going to get to see Shaggy? Yeah, it was super weird he wasn't in this episode. Yeah. So for answers to all this and more, join us next time on Mystery Outsiders and Abs. A Teen Drama fan cast?